Because we went to ourselves, we ought to thank him just for that. So that's here in compensation. We're getting ready to begin. Amen. So let's stand your feet, please, and let's have our doxology. Praise God. So move all blessings to flow.
sure you're visiting with us for the first time, go ahead and stand to your feet. And so I can give you a personal uh, welcome from all of us. Amen. Amen. That's the first time. We thank God for everyone returning to the sanctuary today. Amen. 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 God has kept us from Sunday to Sunday once again. We all be thankful for that. No matter what is going on, the complexities of life or whatever, we ought to just thank God he got us up. Amen. Because, Amen. because he got us up, that means that, means that he, he still has a chance to turn the circumstances and situation. Oh, yes. All right. Yes. Oh, this is not I'm just talking. I'm reading scripture. And uh, so, um, announcements we're going to have three of today. We want to remind everyone to come back today at 4 p.m. to welcome our Seaboard Medicine Deacons Union. Remember, all men, we were wearing black. Ladies, we are wearing white, and you know we put the mark with your twenty dollars. Amen. Amen. Talk back to me now. All right, all right. We invite you to come back. We fashion our service, so you have plenty of time to leave here today, get your worship on, and come back and worship some more. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> if you have never seen your financial statement for 2022, please sister, see sister Angela, Angelia Brown, or sister Morrison and get your financial statement for 2022, okay? Let's continue to pray for our healing of all our sick on the healing list. Yes. Remember the sick and shut in, and remember most of all the bereaved family, okay? Amen. Continue to pray for church. Continue to pray for church leadership. It's important to pray for church leadership. We got, we got targets on our back, so. And the devil is upset just because things are going just fine. Yes. Amen? Amen. Amen. We got a weapon and that is prayer. Okay? We got a weapon that an offensive weapon is prayer. So I've covered uh, all those announcements. Uh, just make sure you govern yourselves accordingly to them. Amen? Amen. It is now offering time. The Bible says bring you on the tithes and store us so it be me in the house. Say, prove me not, child God. See now open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you cannot receive. Amen? We can't be God given. We know that it's a spiritual thing. We know it's a personal thing between us and God. But you know there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a blessing in obedience, right? Yeah. We want God to rebuke the devour for our sake. We want him to open doors for us. And we just want to uh, uh, do what God asks us to do. And when if we, we can be obedient in everything else and now to walk with God. And the devil not mess with us. He'll mess with our money, make our money go funny, and our change go strange. And then he said, I'll, I'll, I'll fix you now. I'll fix you now. Let's tell you serving now. Amen? Amen. Amen. We are growing up in here. We too many Bible readers in the church. We really know that God, and we ain't playing that devil game with him. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us bless this offering in advance. Oh, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, we want to say thank you. Thank you. Father God, you've been better than us. We've been to ourselves. And that's why we take a portion out and say, Father God, you said bring you all the tithes in this little house. Father God, you said in your word that you'd open up the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing that we cannot receive. You told us to try you. Try me, child of God. That's what you said to us. Father God, we know that you don't forget. We know all things. We know all things in your writing all the time. Well, Father God, we want to let you know that we understand what your word said. So, Father God, bless your people as they come right now. As they walk by faith and not by sight. Call them the things are not as if they are. Bless his offering, Father God. Return it back to them sevenfold. Press down, shaking together, and run it over. Let this offering be used, O Heavenly Father, for the benefit and ability of your kingdom. 
And when given days are over, oh Father God, save us a place anywhere in your kingdom, anywhere in your kingdom, will be just all right. And all who love the Lord say amen. 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 And amen. Church, stand up and come from the back. Said by many, if we had a thousand tongues, 
it wouldn't be enough, wouldn't be sufficient to give you the praise that you deserve. But keep us and guide us, enable us to know our strengths and our weaknesses, enable us to know that when we feel that we're going to fall, that we have someone we can lean on. We have the Holy Spirit that comes alongside, that counsels, that guides, that keeps us. Bless us now as we get prepared to worship you. Bless our shepherd in particular as he brings forth your word. Anoint him afresh. Anoint our ears and our mouths and our tongues and even our hearts that we might receive your word. That we might be better than we were when we came. That we might truly be a testimony in our lifestyle. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
and they wanted me to pray with them and speak with them, counsel with them, talk with them. And it was like trying to convince them and get them to be comfortable to share actually what was going on. They say they're going through a lot, they got a lot going on in the house, but they just wouldn't be specific on what they was going through. As if it was their fault. Can I get a witness here? As if they had done something wrong. I thought they did something wrong the way they started the conversation off. The statistics are true. And so, shockingly, there are scores of women and men who have been assaulted sexually, physically, and many of them, names untold, have been killed by sick, demented men. Jealous rage. Whatever the reason, the statistics are clear. That sexual assault and physical assault against women is alarming and the trend is going up. So I went down to listen to Broward County website of women who have been stabbed to death and shot to death, raped and brutally assaulted by men who believe that women are their property. That women can be owned to use and abuse and dispose of at our pleasure. And women and men now sit and suffer in silence because usually the batterer is up front. He's high and lifted up in the eyes of society because he does not look like an abuser. He comes to church, he carries the Bible, he goes to work, he has friends just like everybody else. He presents himself as a good man in society. But behind closed doors, he becomes a monster. And women, women suffer in silence because it seems that God and the church has no word for them. The devil is a liar because the Bible has a word for all of us in every situation and circumstance. Because oftentimes men use the Bible for their, abu their abuse by misrepresenting and misinterpreting scripture. So that it would seem that the woman is the husband's slave. But that is unscriptural. The woman, listen to me, the woman is subordinate but not subservient. The woman is subordinate but not subservient. She is subordinate in her role because God has a structure walking past them, an order for the home. And whenever you go outside of God's order, you mess up the home. You mess up the church. You mess up the community. Because the woman is not to be over the man. But the woman is also not to be under the man. But first of all, let me put you a tip right this for free. First of all, we got to be men for them to be subordinate to us. All right, They ought to be submissive one to another. We ought to be submissive one to another, man and woman, one to another, in the fear of God, the scripture says. Look, let's look at what the Bible says, since y'all think I'm making it all up. Verse 21, Mother Thomas said, which reads, submitting yourselves one to another. In the fear of God summarizes the practical implications of being filled with the Spirit. In the preceding verses, and it introduced the next major section of Paul's letter to the Ephesian church and deals with human relationships. 
and our various roles and position in those relationships. God, the Father, Christ subordinate to the Father. The Holy Spirit subordinate to Christ. God over the man and the man over the woman and the man and woman over the children. The man and woman married over the children. I know this message is not going to get a whole lot of likes on Facebook. That's all right. It's the truth. All right. It's just the truth. Whether you like it or not, God, the man, then the man, and the woman over the children married in a loving, respectful, quiet, calm, nonviolent relationship. All right. The key to each of these relationships is submission. Be submissive one to another in the fear of God. Now, verse 22 and the succeeding verse in this passage taken out of are sometimes taken out of context. And has caused many husbands to repress their wives and many wives to be resentful and rebellious against their husbands. Because you cannot take verse 22 out of the other verses, because verse 22 of Ephesians chapter 5 cannot stand alone. No scriptural verse stands alone. Because verse 22 by itself seems arbitrary and unfair. The wives have to submit. That seems arbitrary and unfair. But a woman willingly will submit to a man she loves. And if you don't love him, you should not marry him. If he's a fool, who picked him? Out of the crowd. And all these men, all these brothers around here, you pick that fool. Likewise with women. If she's crazy, if she's hysterical, you picked her. All the fine good looking women around here, dark ones, black ones, tall ones, and short ones, skinny ones, thick ones, have mercy, you pick that one. <laughs> this message will not get a lot of likes today, I'm telling you. All right, all right, all right. Let me show you where the problem comes and that. Let me show you where the problem Listen to the pastor now. To hear where the problem comes that causes the violence and the conflict with some of these men. Because it is a curse from the garden. It's a curse. God created Adam first. Now because he was first, Adam is endowed with headship. Adam is given authority directly from God to rule from the head. Stay with me. Adam was made to rule, Deacon Cook, from his head. Eve was made to rule from her heart. That's why men think and women feel. Now, I'm not saying that women don't think and are not smart. Don't get it twisted. I'm saying women think with their feelings and men feel after they get through thinking. And the conflict arises when women try to turn their mates or their booze into their girlfriend. Be always asking, I, this is what you do, by accident, you do this. How do you feel about that? And he doesn't feel, he don't feel nothing about that. Women want him to feel something and he want to fix it. Men, we want to fix it. We ain't trying to feel it, we trying to fix it. If you got a problem, we trying to fix it. When you come and tell your man how you feel, he says, what you want me to do about that? And crying, nothing. I don't want you to do nothing about it. My mama told me I shouldn't have married you. 
That's not the way men are wired. Listen, men and women are very different. They are equal but different. And you can't turn your man into your girlfriend that you shop with. Because men don't shop. We go out and buy stuff. Women take their girlfriends to the mall. Give me an example. Y'all go to the mall and y'all pick up something and y'all go in the dressing room together with each other and say, does this dress make me look big? Does this make my butt look big in this dress? I would not go to the mall with Dr. Jenkins and ask him, Dr. Jenkins, how do you think this tie look with this shirt? That's too feminine for a man to be doing. Women wear clothes to look beautiful and impressive. Men wear clothes because we must wear clothes. We can't go outside naked, so men just put on clothes because we need clothes. And if any some of y'all telling us how to put on some clothes, we don't wear it right. Can I get a witness up here? Am I doing all right? But men are content in the house with just a t-shirt and some shorts on watching the game. And he doesn't want you to come there to ask him how he feel about it while he's in the middle of watching the Dolphin game. And I'm doing all... Listen, sex for a woman is emotional. For men, it's physical. When the sex act is over, the woman wants to hug, color, and be held and say, how do you feel about all this? A man is quite fine with turning over, going to sleep. I'm going to say the right thing, but that's what we do. Go to sleep, and if you mess, you wait long enough, I might just ask you about what, 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 what time kind of Dallas play today. We are different. We are wired differently. Now you might think I'm making this up, right? I'm writing a book. Let's look in the book. When Satan, who is our adversary, Satan, who is clever, Satan, who is smarter than you will ever know, when Satan came into the garden, he waited until Eve was by herself and gave her a question to think about. And since Eve does not naturally think about things, she feels and, and, and wants to feel things, he did not go to Adam. Because he did not want Adam to use his headship, his position, I'm in the text, y'all, and authority to defeat him. So he goes to the woman who is the weaker vessel, the Bible says, and gives her a thinking question that she would have been have to feel about it. Mm. Did God say or did Adam say? That's what Satan said. Eve, did God say or did Adam say that? And she thought about it and said, I'm just as much as smart as Adam. He's not here, but I can make this decision. And she saw that fruit. Listen now, follow me closely. The fruit was good to her when she saw it. And she ate it, but nothing happened, y'all. Look at the text. Nothing happened once Eve ate it. It didn't say the world fell apart when Eve ate it. Because she was not in charge. But watch this. By the time Adam comes along, the Satan has walked away. And I say walked away. I was sharing my grandson. The Bible says this. The serpent was one of the most intelligent animals in the Bible that he walked up on his two feet. He was cursed because he, what he did, the serpent was cursed because we did, and he had to slither on his ground, bad belly, and eat the dust of the earth all the rest of all the day. That's why snakes not slither, but he used, they used to walk right in the garden. She thought it was good. Satan walked away as the serpent because he knows that he cannot deceive Adam with a feeling question. 
And Adam, who wanted to please his wife, ate of the fruit. And when Adam ate of the fruit, chaos ensued. Because the Bible does not say Adam was deceived. The Bible says Adam disobeyed. Y'all with me? All right. Read it on the quiet, quiet time. When Adam disobeyed, then order became chaos. The devil did not deceive Adam. The woman caused Adam to disobey. And I told you it's a part of the curse. And the part of the curse is that God said to the woman, your pain will be greatly multiplied in childbirth and, you, and your desire shall be to your husband. And what that means is you will for the rest of your life, daughters of Eve, try to get ahead in some situation of your husband in an area that you have no business getting ahead of. God didn't call the woman to run ahead of the man and make decisions. Leadership is male because it's, it's God's order. If we do it God's way, it works every time. Wives lovingly submit because the scripture says to your own husband. And that literally means be submissive to your own man. And that's the same word that's used with Jesus in the text. As unto the Lord, women love the Lord. It was men in the New Testament who had problems with Jesus. Women never had problems with Jesus. You don't find a woman nowhere in the Bible having a problem with Jesus. In the Bible, it was always men because women love Jesus. So just like you love Jesus, love your man. I want you to get this. Women respond best to a man who loves her. He loves her so much, he's willing like Jesus to lay down his life for her. Now if you go through the text, man, I say this to brothers all the time. Go to the text. You don't find nowhere in the Bible telling wife to love, love her husband. It says to be submissive to him. But that's, that's, there's some benefits in there for us. If, if, we, if we love her like Christ loved the church. Christ loved us before we loved him. Am I right about it? Right. And because he died for us, because he died for us, when we come into knowing, even when we raggedy and bad, God keep on loving us. It's unconditional love he's given us. I don't care how bad we are, God reaches way down and will pick us up. After you go through that for a while, some of us are thick skull now. Some of us are thick skull, and we, we, some of us need a feather to get our attention, but some of us need a brick. But any of us who just need a feather, if you want to wait till you get to the brick, I don't want God to get my attention to the brick. If God keeps loving me, some of the stuff I know I've done, and I should be su uh, suffering some consequences for, but yet, God just still take me up. And I look at him, it makes me think, why wouldn't I love a man like this? Y'all get me? Love your wife like Christ loved the church. So guess what? I'll be so good to you, girl. You can't help but love me after a while. You may think you love me. You will be deeply in love with me because guess what? I'm going to love you like Christ loved the church. You might mess up the color greens. I don't care, baby. Where are you color greens? Unconditional love. You just iron a shirt right. Unconditional love. Small stuff. We get upset about small stuff. Then you got men that have to settle the women question. Women are obvious and property to them. That's why they become abusive. You're supposed to, you're supposed to supply her needs. I know we live in this day and age, this modern society. We got independent women, and thank God for them. But guess what, brother? I'm not having a woman take care of me. All right now. She can help if she chooses, but she ain't taking care of me. 
Because I'm the head. I'm the provider. And I'm going to do something. And she comes to me, baby, can I help you with that? I say, what you want to do? I say, don't do that one. Do this one. Don't want it that much. Because I'm the provider. And if I don't want to provide for her, why not get her? Men in the Old and Bible in the Old Testament did not get a wife. They had more than one wife. Everybody said, well, I wish you was back in that day. No, you don't, because they could not have more than one wife unless they were able to afford them. All right. Now you're doing all the stuff that you're supposed to do anyway, and you get angry. Because she now, she ain't talking to you like, or doing what you want her to do. You said, I'm giving you all this stuff, and this is how you're going to treat me? Now you get angry, and you go to this abusive, violent state, because you feel you can't control her. No, you can't control her. You're not doing what you're supposed to do as a man. First of all, you got to get that violent. If you're a Christian, you carry the Bible. You, you need to go, you need to get back with Jesus. And I'm saying this to all the women in the church and men in the church, and I'm the sound of my voice, though. I'm giving you the position of the church in this matter. If you are an abuser, you need to stop and get with Jesus. Y'all hear what I'm saying to you? If you don't, you belong in jail. That's the position of the church. Yeah, right. No, you can always take it. Women are not your property. You don't abuse women. Women, come on, listen. And you can tell some women you talk to. Some of them don't come to you. You can tell they, they got they got baggage. Because they don't have some hard-headed Negro, didn't act right, didn't do the right thing. And guess what? They think you're going to respond the same way. Y'all been there done that? Come on, talk back to me, church. This is a serious issue in the body of Christ. You do not have to sit inside. It's not the female's fault. It's not your fault. And even if it was your fault you did something, you did not deserve to know to put your hands on you. You got that. No one deserves to put their hands on you. They didn't die for you. Jesus died for you. And he ain't beating up on you. Enough is enough. Now I know we get ourselves in certain circumstances, in situations that financially we feel we're locked in. And that's why I went to because, you know, they got shelters, they got health centers, they got things set up for women out there. If you're in circumstances with men, men really going to report it because they think that's a challenge to his masculinity because a woman becomes abusive. And a lot of times there's men trying not to put their hand on the female. But they got centers and things out there to help you break that cycle. It's not your fault. And I, it breaks my heart when I have to talk to a, a, a woman of God. Oh, it's a woman, period, and she is going through that. It, just, it just has a spot in my heart, and it bothers me. Because I think a man is a coward that got to abuse a woman. Once you, come, once you come fight, your lungs are bigger, your chest bigger, your arms are supposed to be stronger in most cases. Once you try to challenge one of us. And see how if you get the same response you get from her. You ain't gonna get the same response. I guarantee you that. You might, you, we might not win, but you ain't gonna get. You won't get some resistance. We're not gonna cower down and let you be. That's not right. God doesn't like it, and He doesn't want it. God, each of us are God's children, and, and I'm tired of hearing it. I know it's not gonna go away, but I want to let you know the position will change. God don't like it. God don't like it. If you want things not starting to go right for you, 
things not starting to go right for you, it's because of, the way, of your character and what are you doing when it comes to the, your mate. You've got to change that. I'm not saying she might not be wrong, but we need to step up. We're the head. You understand what I'm saying, Chief? Um, a, a woman becomes most feminine when we become most masculine. Masculinity brings out femininity. Let's man up and do what we're supposed to do when it comes to God's women and the women of God. Hey? Amen. Amen. Put your hands and give God a hand on the Thank you,
have Connie Bodison, right? I said it right? Amen. And Rod, Rosalind Budget. Okay. And yet they know the Lord. They've been, uh, they said, regardless, they say they're coming uh, and join the Jerusalem on the Christian experience. Amen. Amen. Chance and you've got a hand clap for you. We're so glad that God moved upon your heart to come and join it with this fellowship. Fellowship. We just, we just accept anyone as they are because that's the way God does it. Amen. Uh, we, we're not in church because we're perfect people. We're in church because we need help. Okay. The only difference with us in the world is that we're forgiven and they're not. Okay. So we don't accept you. We don't get a first hand, a right hand of fellowship. But we're not going to do that. We're going to do. I'm going to ask that you show up for Sunday school. And sometime during Sunday school, during that time, we're going to send, give you. Uh, some new members orientation and just let you attend some Sunday school and then pastor tell you he'll bring you up and give you the right hand of fellowship at a, a certain point in time. Okay? In the meantime, you still be your part now. Okay? Amen. You're, you're Amen. Co you got covered. You're covered now. Sometimes, sometimes I do the teaching, but uh, most of the time Dr. Jenkins uh, do the teaching and that's good teaching. Okay? But uh, we'll make sure you get teachers you know what we do here. What we believe what we believe. We got a covenant there on the wall. Why we have that covenant? We want you to know those things, okay? What it means to be a missionary Baptist. While we tell uh, uh, our leaders to cover their head off, we're white, uh, such and such a thing like that. Okay? We want you to understand that. Okay? Amen? And then Pastor Ash, do you understand that? You all right with that? And when you, when you say you all right with that, and you tell me, then we say, okay, Pastor, get it right hand finished. Amen? Amen. 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 Okay, God bless you. I'm so glad that you're uh, being a part. Make yourself right at home. Okay, I know you feel at home already because this, this place got a whole lot of love going on here. Amen? Amen. Amen. We love you. And uh, um, Deacon uh, Cook, come down and shake your hand, and we'll let you go back and see. Deacon Cook, uh, and then we finish, I want you to go to shake, shake Deacon. Uh, yeah, yeah, his hand. Don't let him trick you. Now, he acting, he can't see, but he can see.
with us both now and forevermore. And let the church say, God.